feel strength that is entering into this place right now. God, strengthen those that need it right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's what I feel in my spirit. I feel needs that have been brought into this place. But at the name of Jesus, Scripture doesn't say all or, or some, but it says all will bow before the name of Jesus. That at the very name of Jesus, demons flee. Demons fear. That at the name of Jesus, miracles take place by the power that is evoked in the name of Jesus. It's the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. So who has a need right now? You need God to intervene right now. Right now. I'm not talking about well, this might happen next week, next year. I'm talking about you're going through something right now. You need God to answer right now. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to do a corporate prayer, but I want you to speak the name of Jesus into whatever that situation is. Jesus you need to cover this right now. Because I feel faith rising in this place. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, I believe that you're already in this place. In the name of Jesus. By the authority that you have given us, God. By the authority of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I speak life into a situation right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing into a situation. Right now, Jesus, I speak healing into a body. And God, we know that you are moving even right now. You are moving angels. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I give it to you right now, God. Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Angels were created to be a, a messenger. They're ministering spirits that God has put into place that move at his beckoning. But I believe there have been angels dispatched to somebody's home right now that you prayed for. I believe there are angels that are being dispatched to, to come across and, and, and enter into this place right now because of the prayers that have been prayed. I want somebody to know I feel a peace that is in this place. It's going to be okay. Come on. It's going to be okay. I've come to find out that when Jesus is in the same place as me, what do I have to worry about? 
I know when my daddy was in the car, I didn't have, I, I, I just didn't worry about it. Daddy was here. I want you to know that I feel the presence of a mighty God in this place. Yeah, the storm is going to rage on. He may stop the storm. Thank God for that. But if he does not stop the storm, I want you to know he's going to be with you in the storm. And he's going to see you through the storm. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Amen. On this chilly, chilly cook-off Sunday. And to those that are not here today, well, you missed it. You're not getting leftovers. <laughs> You're not. But as soon as service is over today, we will judges will convene to go in the back and we will place uh, our our taste to see who will get the the trophy for the chili cook-off 2022 true tabernacle but it's going to be a good time because i brought edward's pies where edward's pies are it's a good time there's the trophy right there brother wilson has the official true tabernacle 2022 chili cook-off. All right. Who will be crowned that champion? <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have everybody here. Mom, good to have you in the house. And Steve, good to have you, you folks with us. Dave and, and Gina, good to have you. Always a good time when Dave and Gina's in the house. This, this man was cracking me up at, uh, at the trunk or treat last night. And, man, he made so many kids jump scare. I, I thought the police were going to come after us, but. But it, it, it was a good time, and, and uh, if you didn't make it, you missed a lot of laughs. And, and uh, I may say that uh, there was a costume that was worn by your pastor that probably shouldn't have been, but it, it was fun anyways. <laughs> and if you didn't see it, you can go on Facebook. There's pictures of it. And, uh, but it was a good time. And a line after line after line of, of people and kids and and I placed my vote for the costume of the of the night. Two two beautiful little kids in a wagon that was dressed up like Dumb and Dumber, and I just died. That was it, man. I I was struck. They 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 were dressed up in the Dumb and Dumber pink and blue outfits, and they couldn't have been no more than about a year old. And and the wagon was made up like the the vehicle with the with the dog, and it was it was number one in my category. <laughs> so it was a good time good to have you know i i embarrassed her last week and probably made her blush with with her and her family by saying how nice it was to be with the sweet and beautiful miss angela and i'm not going to embarrass her today by by saying how nice it is to be with the sweet and beautiful angela so i'm just going to say sister angela it's good to have you here with me today i won't embarrass you in in front of everybody like i did last week but I tell you what, you know, you just never know how God is going to work things out. Because here we are talking and come to find out lifelong friends with, with Dave and Gina. Did not know that. Connected to, to my family and, and a lot of people down south. And, and we didn't know each other. I knew, I knew her family, her, her brother pastors in Sparta and, and uh, her brother that I preached for last Sunday in Highland. I've known them for years, but for some reason, this this one just kind of was been out of out of uh, reach, and, and we didn't know each other. She knew of me. Good things, I hope. Heard of me and knew of my wife, but uh, I tell you what, she's a beautiful lady. She's got a beautiful family, and 
and a beautiful church down in Highland. And, and uh, she has she has already made an impact on me and my family. And I just want you to know how much you mean to me, sis. I'm glad you're here today. Uh, if you have your, your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Judges, chapter number 18. I didn't embarrass you, did I? Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure we're still good. Judges chapter number 15, reading verses number 18, and he, he was sore thirst. I've heard of sore afraid, but sore thirst. He was sore thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? But in the next verse, but God. Aren't you thankful for those moments when everything's going wrong, but God? Just when you think you're counted out and God steps in, but God. It says, but God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore, he, he called the name thereof. You can say that. That's close enough. Which is in Lehi unto this day. <laughs> so I'm going to minister for just a little bit, and I feel God. And if he decides to take, take off and he decides to, to, to stop the service, I will, I will submit myself to his will today. I want to preach on the victory in spite of the complaining. Lord, I thank you that I feel your presence in this place already. God, I know you have a perfect will. I pray, God, that you would just lead us today. I submit myself to you. Help me say the words that need to be spoken. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Reading in the, in, in the book of Judges and the life of Samson, and Samson was a very interesting character. And uh, one that I, as I was reading, noticed that Samson is a lot like us, Americans, now. That even though everything was going good, even though everything was okay, one negative happened, and out comes the complaint. No complainers here in the house. It seems like it's a stamp of approval to complain in our society now when things don't, don't quite go a person's way. Only now we've taken it a step further, and now if things don't go our way, we just take it upon ourselves to protest. We take it upon ourselves to, to let all of our, our feelings out, whether it be on Facebook or whether it be whatever. And, and I'm not a purveyor. I, I know there are, there are ill wills that happen to people and and. And, and to certain parts of society, but I don't think that gives you a green light to go out and destroy somebody's business, and I don't think that gives you a green light to go out and set something ablaze if things just don't go your way. Listen, things don't always go my way. I know things don't always go your way, but you know, I've just learned to roll with the punches. 
I just learned to adjust. But we got people that will complain on Facebook. We got people that will complain and, and what have you. And, and I know people because I've seen people at Walmart, the one thing that we go for and they're out of stock of. You ever been there? I made, I made my way from my house to the Walmart for one particular item that I needed. Zippo. Zilch. No. Where's the man? Or for those of us that are, that are height challenged and, and there's only one thing left and it's on the top shelf, so I'm having to climb this shelving unit like a monkey to try to get to the top shelf, right? The, the, it's real. It's real. Now I got to go find somebody, either, either this, this oversized carcass start climbing on the shelving or, or go find somebody to go get this for me. Huh. Complain about it. Where's the manager? I know Sister Allison just ended her time of torment last Friday and she... She's going back to her original job that she was hired for. But there are times where she called me all upset in tears because of how she was treated by an agent because she, they said how incompetent she was, that, that she can't do the job, and, and, and she couldn't because it took a supervisor above her or whatever, and she's trying to tell the person, but the person just wasn't having it, so he chews her out. And those of you who don't know my daughter, she she's not of nature like her old man that, to take that and, or lash out but she, she just she breaks down when people are, are chewing on her but it's because people like complaining they're not getting the satisfaction they're not getting the answer that they want right now so people just take it upon themselves Just I'm just going to lash out at you and things don't go our way all the time how many has ordered food in a restaurant and somebody's come in the next table and ordered behind you, but they got their food first. There's a, there's a company indicator that uh, my customer for years, and for the past six, eight years, I've, I take them out like uh, usually once every other month, every two months. And there's a group of guys, about four or five of us, that will go out, and we, they pick a different restaurant every time I go to Decatur. But we order at the same and for six years, uh, Larry, who's my main contact, always gets his food last. I don't know why, but for six years that we've been ordering food together, for some reason, they always bring his food last. But I've seen people complain, well, I ordered my food before them. Why, why, why should I should be getting my food? Or pastor called a meeting. He said, we're going to have a meeting in 10 minutes. And here it is, 15 minutes already. Years ago, there was a, a comedy skit on, on Saturday Night Live, and it was called Doug and Wendy Weiner, and they, they just had that whiny voice, and everything was wrong, and oh, why does this happen to me all the time? And, and, and that's what a lot of people remind me of. And when I was reading this, this uh, scripture, when I was reading this story in Judges about Samson, because Samson was a great warrior for the Lord. In fact, he just won a, a, a great battle. He just won a a, a great army with nothing more, nothing more than a jawbone. That's, that's, that's one tough dude. I don't care how tough people say Rambo is, and I don't care how tough people say The Rock is. Man, you beat, some, you beat a thousand dudes with a jawbone, and that's not Hollywood. That's scripture. That's a, that's a warrior. That's, that's a warrior who was led by God. Uh, I, I, I've always been of, of small nature, so I will grab anything I can to beat 
somebody that's trying to beat me. I'll bite your ankles. I'll grab a rock. I'll grab something, but you're not going to get the best of me. But a thousand guys ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. But he, he beat these guys with nothing but a donkey jawbone, and, and there was a thousand dead bodies on the ground to testify that God had given him a great victory. And that's where we pick up in our scripture. After the battle, we find that as any of us would be after fighting a hard battle, after fighting uh, in the field, the dude was thirsty. And he just didn't have his bottled water sitting by his side ready to go. But he said, I'm thirsty. And that's where the complaining kicked in. That's where he started saying, I'm about to die. Parents, I know every one of you have had this, where your kids come home from school, I'm starving to death. Okay. So what you're saying is, to be clear, that if I don't feed you within the next minute, you are just going to perish right in front of me. starving to death but he was complaining I'm thirsty you've given me this victory and now I'm about to die because I am so thirsty well I don't think Samson that you're going to actually die right now you're not going to fall and I, I just picture God as the parent that's, that's kind of chuckling to him, himself as he's hearing this you're not going to die but I, but, but I hear you because I've never heard I'm thirsty to death. I've heard I'm starving to death. I never heard I'm thirsty to death. But the bodies were still warm when the complaining started. I want the church to know that the trial came right after the victory. I can raise my hand and say, I've walked out of these doors after a shout down service. I've walked out of these doors after jumping for joy and having a good time at these altars and walk out these doors right smack into a trial, right smack into a problem. I thought I was immune to that. I thought as we as a church body that after we get the victory and that after we get, we, we get everything we needed and a great service that there should just be this bubble, this time out like a two-day timeout that we, everything's immune, just bounces off it. It, it doesn't happen. Devil, you can't touch me. I got two days. Timeout. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. I think most of us can testify that we walked out on Sunday riding on cloud nine only to be met with a Monday morning. It happens. We don't get that, that, Time out. We don't, we don't get that where, where, where nothing happens. You can't touch me, devil. But hear me, church. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So what do you think he's about to do as soon as we walk out of here full of joy, full of victory, and full of healing? He wants to take that. He wants to stop that. He wants to kill that. That's his job description. But I'm here to say, don't let the devil defeat you. Don't let the devil take what's yours, what you received today, what good word that you've heard today and, and the confirmation that God is working in your situation. Don't let him distract you. Don't let him steal that from you because our God is going to be glorified in what he is doing in this place. 
I believe we're going to hear a testimony of what God is doing in your situation. Devil, I'm just setting the tone right now. Devil, you're not taking what's mine. You're not taking what's mine. I'll say this, devil, you're not taking what belongs to these good saints of God. That's theirs. And I want you to know it's not yours because, devil, you're not taking my victory. I'm, I'm, you better get warmed up because I'm about ready to preach. Devil, you're not taking my victory. You're not taking my healing. You're not taking my family. Devil, you're not taking any of this. These are off limits to you. Devil, stay away from them. I thought I'd get at least a nice apostolic amen out of that. Because, devil, you can't take my joy. Devil, you can't have my peace. Devil, you can't have my healing. Devil, you can't have any of it. You can't have my anointing. You can't have my family. You can't touch my money. You can't touch my church. And you can't touch my blessing. It's not yours. It's off limits to you. Because I'm keeping it. It's mine. All of y'all have nice stuff that you want to keep. That's things that have been given to you. And you don't want that taken from you. But that's what seems to happen. People leave with victory. And people leave with a smile on their face. And people leave and then they smack right into a trial. And I've seen good men and women pray at these altars. And just think that God is going to take away. So he can do that. God can do anything. Sometimes there's consequences for our decisions and for things that we have done. And God may get you through it, but I've seen people that will pray and expect to leave these doors and God just take away all of these things out of their life. You know, I believe God can do anything. But I knew when I got that 700 mile an hour, or that, boy, that would really be going fast, 700 dollar. It felt like 700 miles. When I got that ticket for a 100-mile-an-hour speeding ticket, $700, you know, I could have prayed, God, I just pray that you make this court date go away. You know, hey, I received a blessing, and I felt God, and he's just going to take this away from me. I'm not going to have to pay anything, and I'm not going to have to do any jail time, and all of this is just going to go away. Guess what? The court date came. And the threat of six months in jail made me pay that $700 fine. Thank you, McLean County. But I've seen people that pray and just think God's going to take all of these troubles that they, they got themselves into, that all of the, the problems of the decisions that they made just make those go away. And when it doesn't happen, guess what? They walk out the doors disappointed, thinking, I thought God was just going to. And sunshine and butterflies were just going to lead me as I walked down the street. I'm here to tell you that even our, our superintendent, Bishop Colthar, has bad days. I'm here to tell you that Dr. Bernard, who was probably one of the smartest men in our organization and, and probably one of the, he just, he, he's it, man. He, he's a great man, has bad days. So who am I to think that a bad day will never come? It's going to happen. But that's why God gives us the Holy Ghost. That's why God gives us peace to go through that. 
Samson just won a great victory. And immediately he starts the complaining. But I believe God is working in a situation in somebody's life right now. Because Samson just needed an attitude adjustment. You ever had an attitude adjustment? You want to see? I went, I went a couple years to a private school in, uh, at the Granite City Church. And as I preached before, those youth just got me in all kinds of trouble. But then I went, I switched to public school, Granite City High School, because I wanted to go into a trade. So that's where I started taking HVAC, air conditioning, heating. And uh, my homeroom teacher, Mr. Mr. Forbes, Max Forbes, we call him Maxine. <laughs> what a great teacher he was, man. Smart as, smart as a whip. And, and he, he was always trying to get his students. So we were always trying to outnumber him and get him in some ways. But being high school guys, you know, sometimes we get out of hand. They did. And he would say, somebody needs an attitude adjustment. And we would all laugh, and, and, and he would go to, a, to his desk, and he would bring out the attitude adjustment tool. And it got our attentions real quick because he would take the attitude adjuster, and all he had to do was smack that up against his shoe. And I tell you what, it got our attention real quick. And Dad threatened an attitude adjustment in me a few times. And I did need an attitude adjustment a couple times. Samson needed something to get his attention. Sometimes we need something to get our attention because we start getting a bad attitude. After everything that God has done for us, all the blessings that he has poured out to this church. And let me say this. I got the phone call. Doors are in. We will get our new front doors in a couple weeks. And our pulpit is, is about done. We were getting, getting our pulpit, and I could get rid of this skinny little thing that I just detest. <laughs> God has been good to this church. God has been good to this church. I know testimonies that are in this place of how God has been good to you. Yes, we don't have a million dollars in our bank account, but guess what? Our bills are paid. Uh-huh. I'm not the fit of health by any means, but God has blessed me health-wise. God has blessed me job-wise. Get this. And I felt this woman praying for me Thursday because the owners had to ride with me. And most of you that know me, I, you got to be on your A game, okay? I, if I'm by myself, I can get by with my B game, sometimes my C game, because you've done it so often. You know what you got to do. You know the whole, the whole spew when you go into a customer, and I know what they need or I have an idea of what they're looking for. And, and you just go through the routine of selling. After doing it for so long, it just it comes out. I don't even have to think about it. Just, you just talk. That's the preacher. The preacher just talks, in case you didn't know. Preachers, preachers could just keep talking and talking and talking. And, 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 you know, next thing you know, we've been for a half hour, 45 minutes. And, Pastor, you know, we got chilly. Why you just keep talking, talking, talking? But that you, you enter a salesman and a preacher, and now you're going to be here for an hour. But the owners ride with me, and, and the owners always ask these pointed questions, knowing they already have the answer, but they want to see how are you going to answer to make sure your answer goes with what they're, what they're talking about. So I take this customer. We've got this great big insulator. I've already got a big insulation company that's probably going to do, they're close to doing a half million with me right now, probably going to break that. Here's a company that has the potential of doing over, they said they do over a million dollars just in fiberglass alone. 
that got the owner's attention really quick. So uh, we go with them. And then we go to another customer that I, I bid on. There's a Wesley College that is doing uh, the redoing a theater. And we bid this insulation for sound deadening that's going to surround this theater. And uh, that quote for that material came to $1.1 million. I've never had a $1.1 million sale before. So I thought, well, this is just ridiculous. This is just too much money, and this is never going to happen. So I just threw it in a file. Thought of, forgot all about it, actually, till we walked into the sheet metal shop. And the sheet metal foreman looked with me, with the owner standing right next to me, and said, oh, by the way, we got that Wesley job. You're getting this sale. Next year, I will have a $1.1 million sale. One sale. <laughs> I am a blessed, blessed man. And I don't, I try to stop this complaining. And I say, God, if I do, after all you've done for me, after everything, everything you've blessed me with a beautiful family, with, with just everything, who am I to complain? Because I got a bad day. And that's what Samson, if only. God had a attitude adjuster. Lord, I won't need an attitude adjuster. Because scripture says, in all things, give thanks. In all things, I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. You are a blessed person. But God helped him. Even though he was complaining, even though he wasn't saying the right things, God gave him something. He gave him a, 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 a drink of water. The most unlikely source came his strength. Who knows at this very moment? Who knows today, tomorrow, your young child could be praying a prayer that will turn everything in your situation. Who knows? God can do that through a child. The most unlikely source can come in your own home. I believe someone's going to have a breakout praise session in your home the next day or two. An unlikely place, but God is going to make it happen. I believe somebody is going to receive something unbelievable in the most unlikely place. Let me tell you, if victory can come through a jawbone, victory can come through a child praying and praising in your home. If victory can come through a jawbone, let me tell you, something can happen in a prayer room at your very house tonight, uh, your very house tomorrow. Don't discount how God can do it. He's amazing. I wouldn't have thought in my wildest dreams that God can place friends together and place family together and place everything in the right place and here's a beautiful woman that actually kind of likes me. Kind of, kind of. I'm working on it, kind of. She likes my Volkswagen bug, so I'm getting there. But God can take the most unlikeliest, the most, and, and he puts people in your place. He puts things in your place. And next thing you know, God has given you victory. God has given you your answer. God has given you your healing. But don't discount how God can do it. Because victory has already ushered into this place. Victory has already ushered into somebody's situation. Victory, let me tell you, is not tied to a church. If you think the only place you can get your refreshing, the only place that you can get your touch is right here, you've discounted God. My son got the Holy Ghost at a prayer meeting around our, or our uh, coffee table at home in Alton. 
five years old, in a prayer, a family prayer meeting, he received the Holy Ghost. We think, well, he can only get the Holy Ghost in the church. No, this isn't the only place we can get victory. I've gotten victory going down the road, listening to my gospel music and feeling God's presence just enter into that place. People cutting me off, and I didn't care because I'm having a worship time. It can happen in the most unlikely of places because victory is not tied to this church building. Oh, I feel victory heading to somebody right now. I feel victory heading to a house right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We accept this victory, God. I accept this anointing that you're sending to somebody right now. But why, God, why did God answer Samson's complaint? I thought about this. You, here, here, here God has given this and, 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 and the complaints come. I know I just, when a customer's complaining, it just gets on my last nerve. It really does. I know I'm in the customer service business and I know, but you know, it just, it just aggravates you. Anybody like getting complaints? I didn't like the way you did that. I don't like the way you cooked that. And then, well, me, 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 Pizza, pizza. It's just, it's aggravating. I don't like getting it. So I'm wondering how God was feeling when, after he just gave him the victory, and, and God, I want you to know that even he, even though it was a complaint, he did call on God. Did you hear what I said? Even though it was a complaint, he did call on God. And God sent a fountain of water uh, that opened up in this jawbone. Now, now, now listen, he was not perfect. He was blessed and he was anointed. But he did not live up to the call of God in his life at that very time that the complaining started, and the complaints showed it. Listen, we don't always live up to what God is expecting of us. We make mistakes. We don't always do the right thing at the right time. But let me tell you this. God will not discount the person that is calling on them, and God will not call you out. When you are calling on him, God, I made a mistake, and I did this wrong. Let me tell you, we may complain about some things, but if you're calling on him, he will turn his ear towards you because we are still his children, and he has not given up on us, and he has not given up on you. But if you're going through something right now, and all you've been doing is complaining, I say turn it to God and say, God, I need you. At least he had the common sense to call on God and not give up. I feel to give you this as I know without a shadow of doubt we are living in the end times. You go ahead and live your life like we're not. You go ahead and just live your life not even think about it, but we are living in the end times. It's time that the church gets serious about their walk with God. It's time the church gets serious about our relationship with God but I know we're not perfect and God knows that too listen he already knows the hairs on our head and the ones that he can take away he just subtracted that number from your head he knows that he knows me better than I know myself says he knows you he understands our shortcomings. He all some more than others. 
You see, we live under a facade right here. We look like we got it all together. We look like, hey, man, that, that guy's got it. But you don't know what goes on up here. You don't know what's been going on right here. And God knows my faults, and God knows my brokenness, and God knows all my frailties, and God knows all of my mistakes. He already knows that. So why try and hide it? Why try and hide it? God, I've been broken. God, I've, I've got issues. And that's when God bends his ear to you. Listen, I'm no perfect father, but I know when my children say they need something, I'm there. I'm there. They know. Dad, we're hungry. That's a sign of what are we having? Where are we going? I get it. Let's go. Heavenly Father is the same way. Father, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Because Scripture says if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, He's not going to think about it. He's going to fill you. He's going to touch you. He had the sense about Him to call on God. Quite simply, He was just thirsty and He was desperate. I believe somebody in this place needs to get desperate for God I've heard of people going from paycheck to paycheck paydays on Monday and on Sunday they're panicking just trying to get it to Monday God knows what we need Matthew 5 and 6 says is blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled your blessing's coming because you're hungry. Your blessing's coming because you're thirsty. It says, bless that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Come on, get a hunger for more of God. Get a hunger for more of him. Yeah, I know what you already have need of. He already knows this. But sometimes we just got to get desperate and hungry for him. Too many people chasing after the wrong stuff, chasing after the wrong things chasing after the wrong calling when God's trying to get you in one direction you're wanting to go the other direction because listen we have to understand that even though the attitude is not everything that it should be even though the understanding is not what it should be even though that faith is weak if people will call on God he will respond if we only get desperate for him that's when he's at his best when I'm at my weakest he wants to be my strength when I am sick he wants to be my healing when I'm in a defeated position he wants to be my victory and I believe he wants victory in this place in your life right now he's just looking for a spark somewhere He's just looking for a cry somewhere. If you're desperate for healing, call out to God today for healing. If you're desperate for deliverance, just call out God today. Cry out because a fountain is about to spring forth in faith. And I want it to flow from the back and from side to side today. God, we need your healing virtue in this place. God, we need your anointing virtue in this place. God, we just need you right now why the prophet Isaiah said these words in Isaiah 42 and 3 a bruised reed he will not uh, break and a smoking flax he will not quench God is just looking for the right person at the right time listen if he just sees uh, a little bit of smoke a prayer coming from you he's not going to put it out he wants to fill you he wants to keep going come on my child keep calling out to me I'm right here come on church keep praying come 
He's not going to quash it. He's not going to He's not going to stop it. He wants to do it. I'm preaching to someone, right, in the midst of a trial in this place, and you don't know how something's going to turn out, and you don't know how God is going to do this, but can I say, God will work it out. Because I feel a fountain. I feel a fountain. You may not see it, but spiritually there's a fountain that's starting to bubble up. Somebody just needs to get in it. Somebody just needs to take part because a fountain of healing has started. A fountain of anointing has started in this place. A fountain of blessing has started in this place. It's interesting in our scripture text, it says that Samson was revived. His spirit came to him. You know what it's like after working out in the heat all day and that nice glass of water? You take that first swig and get it down to you. Whew, I feel better now. I feel better already. It says his spirit was revived. I believe a Holy Ghost fountain is starting to flow through this place. And somebody just needs to be revived. Somebody needs to cry out to him right now. He's wanting to bring you back. You thought your life was over. You, you thought your calling was over. But can I say, there's a Holy Ghost fountain that's starting to flow through this place. And the only person that won't get anything today is the person that doesn't cry out. Some will let their past mistakes failure stop them from getting their calling listen we've all made mistakes but let God forgive you and cut the bands that's been holding you down of the past my past does not define who I am right now well let's face it there's skeletons in closet that if people knew about you'd be embarrassed every one of but God's saying, I've forgiven you of that. Well, Pastor, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy. None of us are worthy. That's why we need a God that gives grace every single day. Every single one of us are not worthy of what he is doing. So when you find yourself discouraged, when you find yourself struggling, when you find yourself not understanding everything you're going through, or even if you're complaining about what you're going through right now, but I know you're still God. I don't understand how, and I can't see how this is all going to turn out, but I know you're still God. You ever know anybody that changes personalities on the flick of the switch? Nice this minute, mean the next, happy one minute, sad the next. Well, that's not my God. When you get up tomorrow morning, he's going to be the same God that's here right now. And when you go through midweek and you're going through your problems, he's still the same God sitting on his throne. Stand with me. I feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus, you're my only hope. Change my attitude. Change my heart. And do what needs to be done, God. I feel his spirit. I, I feel somebody's spirit touching mine. I want you to know that there's hope in this place. You may still feel like you're still in, in right in the midst of this situation, but I want you to know I feel hope flowing from the throne down into this place. 
Jesus. Jesus. Here's what I feel. feel a broken, a broken spirit. That's what I feel. I feel a broken spirit. You may have a smile on your face. And to those that are around you, you feel they think everything's going okay. But I feel your brokenness. I feel your hurt. But I believe God is wanting to touch you today. God's wanting to heal you today. To heal the emotions and the mind. In Jesus' name. Because I believe there's a spring of living water that's starting to spring forth. And God is wanting to touch some lives that are in this place today. Because if you need forgiveness, there's forgiveness here. If you just need a cleansing today, God Wash away all of the hurts. God, all the thoughts of failures. Wash them away today. God, let this be a clean start today. But once Samson started drinking, his spirit came back. I want you to know that whatever you need today, no matter how hard this past week, this past month, this past year has been to you. There's a healing river that has started to flow through this place. And when you come up here and cry out to him, you're going to feel this refreshing. You're going to feel this spirit come over you. And I believe your spirit is going to be revived. So I'm opening up these altars right now. Whatever you need from God, I pray that you'd come up. Come on. Let God work on that broken heart. Come on, let God work on that broken emotions and be renewed, be revived, be restored. His spirit is in this place right now. Come on, church, cry out to God. Cry out to God in the name of Jesus. Lord, let that healing river flow through this place right now, oh God. We need you, God. We need you, God. Lord, there are some that are broken in this place. There are some that are hurting in this place, God. 